Get your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Edwards. Oh, man. Rainbow three by Anthony Edwards puts him in double figure scoring. And the ones who pitch a drive to left field and deep. Gordon going back on the track at the wall. Twist take the lead 2 1. Nelson Cruz golfing a 1 2 pitch to the second deck in left center. Parisi fanned on it, recovers, got it to Niederreiter who fires. Parisi on the rebound, scores! Right to Dalvin, turns it up to the end zone, touchdown! All right, what is going on, everybody? Vince, right here with you live. Sports done right on another Tuesday night here, live from the as we call it the Situation Room. And we're just going to get right to it today. Uh, The show obviously brought to you by the one and only 7th Avenue Pizza. Make sure you get you some of the best frozen pizza out there. Uh, Shout out to Matt Nelson and the crew and the good job that they do. Um, Let's just get right to it. We got a superstar on the phone line. You you know, everybody knows her. Everybody loves her. The one and only Sal Spice has joined Sports Done Right. Sally, I mean... I mean, I am so honored, certified queen of Twitter. How are you? Oh, gosh. Uh, what an introduction. <laughs> um, well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm still recovering from the weekend as well, as I know you mentioned before we started. Um, but, but I think tomorrow I'll be back to 100%. At least that's my hopes. Well, good to hear it. Good to hear it. And Sal came over for what I... What I'm calling the Twitter rib fest there. So we actually got her to cross the Mississippi River, come out to the East Metro. Um, Again, we are so honored on the east side of town that Sal made us worthy enough for a visit. And but in all seriousness, though, it was a blast hanging out with you guys. I mean, you and and Nick and Nadine, everybody, Alex Micheletti, the king. I mean, it was just a blast, just a blast. Oh, gosh, it was so fun. I already can't wait to do it again. I just can't believe um, what a good time it was and to have so many different people together from all walks of life. But, um, you know, the Twitter brought us together. How cool. Yeah, exactly. All right, Sal, let's get to it. I mean, you know, we got to get into that Viking mind of yours here. So we are without a coach and a GM. Um, before we get into that news, though, just give me your quick kind of thoughts about the season as a whole. Did it play out the way you thought it would play out or, you know, how did how did it go? You know, it actually played out as exactly as I predicted um, on one of my shows. I predicted uh, seven and ten and on one I predicted eight and nine. So I was going to be right either way in some form, however, you know, Sunday. <laughs> right. um, I never really understood the high expectations on this team this year. Um, obviously, I know there's a lot of talent 
but it seems like uh, they just so fell short in the chemistry. Uh, none of Zimmer's free agents that were on those short-term deals on defense really worked out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's that um, surprising, given that these were a bunch of guys who just were supposed to get together and all of a sudden have chemistry um, that quickly in a training camp that, quite honestly, had a lot of distractions and drama with the COVID vaccination, right. you know, chatter and all of that. And I said early on that I think that may have played into um, the lack of chemistry, not, I mean, just because. We all have people in our lives, friends, family, whatever it may be, that unfortunately you don't see eye to eye on this topic and a lot of fractured relationships. Millions of people and families are dealing with that. And I think when you saw that fracture very early on in the locker room between coaches and star players, it just ends up evolving into other topics, you know, and just losing Mm -hmm. respect for each other, not just on vaccines, not just on COVID. It just... It changes your attitude towards people, um, as sad as it is. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it, it kind of played out how I thought it was going to, unfortunately. You know, Sal, it's very interesting you mentioned that because now the past couple days we've been seeing some stuff leak out about the quote-unquote culture around the mm-hmm. Vikings headquarters there and kind of tying into what you said. You know, some of the players are talking about – you know, coaches maybe being a little too hard ass, including Zimmer himself and how he's not the most personable person. And, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're in a different age now where you got to treat these players a little differently than some of these older coaches are used to maybe yeah. dealing with players. So I think that that's really something key that you hit on because we've been seeing this info slowly leak out now about how it's just not a good place to be maybe over there, for, or at least for some players over there at the Vikings headquarters. Well, and I've said that for a few for several years as well. It's that I think I've, there's a disconnect with people. I, I just always try to attribute things to real life, my life, working situations that I've been in. Because, mm-hmm. yes, we pedestalize these guys and act like, well, oh, they're getting paid X amount of money, suck it up and do this or that. But, like, you really just have to equate it to real-life situations because at the end of the day, this is a job. And the the um, the vibe in the locker room and the culture really does affect your performance and it affects your home life and your, your team and, you know, everything else. And so I think that um, we're, what wasn't really getting a lot of attention in the last few years or really consideration is that Zimmer is so much older than these young guys and he doesn't – as unfortunate as it is, you know, now a lot of being an athlete is being on Instagram, you know, getting brand sponsorship. Right. Um, they just, yeah. they communicate in such a different way. And I think, you know, Mike Zimmer just is no nonsense with those distractions. And I think he, in his mind, he knows what works. He knows what has made his team or his defense successful. And he's sticking with that. And he's not willing to adapt his communication style for anyone and as you can see in the locker room the veterans like Patrick Peterson you know Harrison Smith those guys that have been there forever it works for them but it doesn't necessarily work for those younger guys and it's toxic when one person's upset you vent about it to the next guy they start looking at you a little bit different it just it's a domino effect especially when you're not winning Exactly. So again, folks, the wonderful Sal Spice is joining us. Um, we're going to talk to Sal about her podcast and and uh, the couple shows that she hosts in a moment. But Sal, I mean, a lot of people know your backstory, but for those that don't, 
you know, and maybe like a few friends of mine were detecting a little bit of an accent there. Why don't you tell the <laughs> folks um, where you're from and how you actually wound up in Minnesota and, and dealing with the Vikings? Yeah, so I grew up in Richmond, Virginia. That is where I was born. Um, but both of my parents are from here in Minnesota, and they moved there before I was uh, before I was born. So growing up, we don't have a lot of sports teams in Virginia. We do have, you know, the Washington team. But right. even though that's only about two hours away, it doesn't really translate to down there. So I just always um, watched the Vikings with my dad. We got Sunday ticket at a young age, and that was always our activity together. And um, as time went on and I started getting old enough to travel and come here to games, um, I started doing that. And I joined Twitter in 2009 and slowly but surely met a, a great group of friends that I would spend time with when I was here. And, you know, one day I just said, well, why don't I just move there? Then I can go to every Vikings game. Then I can go to training camp. <laughs> then right. I can do all this stuff. Um, so I moved here in 2014 and the rest is kind of history. It certainly is, and we are glad to have you amongst us here in the Twin Cities. Okay, so back to these Vikings here. Season kind of played out exactly how I thought it was going to play out as well. Um, you know, just kind of a muddling 500 type of team. I didn't think that they were necessarily going to catch the playoffs. Unfortunately, that happened. So now, you know, we, we talked about the culture a little bit. Um what did you think of Zimmer just as a coach? What did Sal Spice just think of him as a coach? Well, I will say the only chance I thought they had in getting the playoffs was if Aaron sat out, and then I thought they would for sure be number one. But we all see how that happened now. Um, Zimmer <laughs> as a coach, you know, um, I liked him, obviously. Uh, he found success early. Super impressive to be able to win um, the division in your second season. Or, sorry, um, second Second season as head coach there with Teddy Bridgewater at Lambeau. Um, obviously, we know it didn't end up working now, but impressive mm -hmm. nonetheless. Um, overcame a lot of adversity, you know, that very next training camp with Teddy getting hurt. Um, and he had a lot of quarterback issues um, in his time. And, you know, I, I liked him in general, but there were the same frustrations year after year, those being clock management issues, timeout yes, issues. Absolutely. Um, and just the real, still, I, I think it's been consistent throughout his whole tenure, the um, stubbornness, the inability to adapt game plan, maybe like, um, you know, make adjustments. And the biggest peeve I had about him outside of the clock management was every week, well, I'm hands off on the offense. That's not my, that's not my realm. I don't mess with the offense. They do right, what they yeah. want. But then he'd be criticizing them the first chance that he got at the podium say they don't run enough, it needs to be run first, run first, run first. He's had so many disputes with offensive coordinators over his tenure. Um, yes, some did leave for head coaching jobs. However, there were lots of rumors about there being animosity and, and drama and not seeing head-to-head -head with those guys before they left. And so that was really my biggest pet peeve, is if you want to be hands-off on the offense, then be hands-off on the offense and let these guys do Right. Um, to what they're getting paid to do and what their expertise is. Or change your tune and learn the offense and, yeah. and participate. Have yeah. it, have it, you know, it, you can't just keep saying the same thing year after year after year and wiping your hands clean of it, you know, so. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's like adapt. I mean, you know, get in there and do something. You're the head coach as well. And even though you come from a defensive uh, background, 
you know, um, stretch it out a little bit. So here's my question for you. Oh, go ahead, Sal. Go ahead. Not watch film with your quarterback until his fourth season is just ridiculous to me. I don't. I can't wrap my mind around it. Well, I I have so. often said on my show, and I think when we I think we talked about this a little bit on on Bobby Boucher's show, uh, Fifty Shades of Boucher. What up, Bobby? By the way, who was also over? Um, I don't think Zimmer liked. You know, Kirk being here initially, this is, you know, pre-COVID, pre-vaccine drama, all that stuff. And he just yeah. never really bought in on, on on having cousins here. And I think that that showed in a lot of his actions and interactions with his quarterback. I completely agree with you. I think that that was a point of contention between him and Brick. I think they were never on the same page yep. as far as that goes. However, you know, you can be sour about that for a week, a month you know, in the off season, but once it gets time to show up to camp and, you know, you got to put all of that aside and make the best of what you got as far as your roster goes, you know, worry about the worry about, you know, next year and next year's roster. Then you can't do anything about it. Now I understand his frustration with it, especially, you know, as much money as it costs and took up from other issues of need. He felt, I completely understand where he's coming from. However, you can't do anything about it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Play to his strengths, if, you know, communicate with him the way he needs to be communicated with or get someone else to do it on your behalf if you can't. And right, yeah. you just you can't play. You can't just try to be right and think that that's going to be successful. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, that was that was my thing with him as well. He just he just seemed really inflexible with with players. Um, real quick, what did you think about the Justin Jefferson getting a record? And, and him not getting the record overall. Do you think uh, Zimmer played into that? Do you think there was some beef that Zimmer had? Hey, this is my last game. Kind of f you to the to the organization. Um, we're not going his way. Um, to me, I didn't really think it was anything personal. However, I was I was super confused at the end of the game when they weren't just taking a knee to run the clock out. When normally that would have been what was happening that last right. Year. And they, so I'm thinking, okay, well, they must be trying to get him the record then. Well, that's kind of nice. And then that obviously wasn't what they even attempted to do. So it was, it, then it was kind of like, well, then why did he, why bother? And then mm-hmm. I still didn't think much of it until I heard his post game comment where it seemed like he was bitter and annoyed that he was even being asked to consider such a thing. Uh, um, yeah, I could not agree more. I mean, it's, and again, it just goes to that damn Zimmer attitude that, you know, almost a little arrogance going on with him, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think I didn't notice all, know all this going into it, but I didn't realize that it had been such a topic in the locker room all week long. You know, how are we going to get him this record and mm-hmm. all of that? And, you know, in my mind, is the record really that important given that you have an extra game? No, I think it's it's not as big of a deal as it would be otherwise, but it was a right. big deal to him. And, you know, if this can give him, you know, a little bump, make him feel happy about this mm-hmm. season, and it, it, that's what it's about, right? It's not absolutely. really about the asterisk. <laughs> no, and, you're right. It's absolutely. I mean, to I have think, him yeah, now I mean, pissed off like that, you know, it's just like, great, are we going to have to deal with another wide receiver leaving here in a couple years? Exactly. And that is what it made me think of, too, is, you know, people have very strong opinions on Stefan Diggs and how he handled himself. And uh, But, 
you can't really you're you're already kind of starting to see history repeat itself, and you don't get that same kind of impression from Justin Jefferson um, as far as being I hate to say diva, but that's what they're you, that's what they're labeled as as, yep. as you did with Diggs or some other big name wide receivers, but. You can see how it kind of happens. It's like, Zimmer, what is, difference does it make to you or not if they go two pass plays back-to-back? You know, it, you're you're winning the game regardless. What does it matter? Were, you would think. So uh, let me ask you this. And, again, folks, this is the Sports Done Right podcast with Vince Wright, the sports governor, with the one and only Sal Spice, the Sports in the City podcast. Um, let me ask you this, Sal. So now we're looking for head coaches I know we're we're early in the search here, but is there anybody sticking out in your brain that you would like to see brought in, or or is it just going to kind of maybe be the same usual folks, uh, the the Pedersons and all these types? Well, um, someone who's really stuck out to me this whole time um, is Byron Leftwich. I really mm-hmm. like him. I think it says a lot. I mean, first of all, obviously he's a former quarterback, so yep. that's obviously going to get him respect just from the get go in the locker room. But I also think it, it says a lot that Bruce Arians trusts him to call the plays. Um, yes, right. we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've got Tom Brady. They've got a great offense anyway. <laughs> but uh, that, that says a lot to me. There's so many, you know, coordinators in this league that don't really call plays. So mm-hmm. you know, that's huge. Um, and then, gosh, why is his name escaping me? Buffalo Bills uh, coordinator. Oh, right, right, right. I, uh, I oh, my gosh. Too. Uh, Dayball. I'm saying it wrong, table. But uh, that's embarrassing. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I like him as well. I, I See, here's the thing. It, I think it depends so much on what happens with Kirk Cousins, and we're not going to know that until after the coach is hired because, you know, are we going to end up having a, a quarterback that needs to be developed? Then mm-hmm. I like a guy like that who has a lot of experience working with Josh Allen and really improving his um, his production and, and all of that. So, I just I want them to get. I'm getting anxiety. Like let's get some GM interviews. <laughs> right. um, I really, I just really want the GM to make the hire um, because I think that you know how well are you going to get to know a guy in a couple interviews or you know maybe right. you have a little bit of a history with him. Not too much, but at least then it's like okay, this is my guy. At least I know we have a good communication style or right. exactly. we have the same vision rather than let's get the coach and then let's get the GM. I don't don't like that. No, because, I Um, mean, this hire is very, very important. I mean, you know, Zimmer was supposed to get us on a Super Bowl run. Um, We got within sniffing distance, and then, you know, Philadelphia kicks our ass. Um, You know, we go out there and lay an egg in the NFC Championship game. Things haven't really been right since that season, but, man, I'm – and, oh, by the way, Brian DeBall is uh, the offense coordinator from Buffalo, who Sal was oh, referring yeah, to. Oh, God, yeah, I said it wrong. And I, I totally don't worry, I just did the quick Google here. But, you know, the this hire is just critical because Vikings fans need, at the very least, a Super Bowl appearance. I mean, I'm a little older yeah. than Sal. I remember when I was, like, 7, 8, you know, the, when we played the Raiders out there in California – Got our asses kicked again, but um, this is just really frustrating because we seem to have so much talent through the years. It seems like other teams, maybe even when not as much talent as the Vikings teams have had in some years, wind up getting further than we do. 
And here we are again now looking for another coach. I like your pick on left, which I think he is a phenomenal offensive mind. Like you said, he's a quarterback. He's going to get respect that way. If he can come in and get a good defensive coordinator, I think we're on to something. Um, Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City. His name's always thrown out there, but, you know, right. people say – there, you know, I, and I'm not sure because I've been hearing rumors. I don't know if he calls the plays in KC or not. And also, there just seems to be some issue on if he really wants to leave because he doesn't really. Um, and again, I don't know, but I know he's been passed over, but I haven't right. really heard him making a big beef about it either. So I don't know if he's just kind of cool in Kansas City right now, being the OC down there. But right. I, I would love to see Leftwich in here. And now, Sal, that brings us to the GM side. Um, <laughs> any names, anybody you thinking of there? Well, I'm not an elite general manager mind, believe it or not. <laughs> Either um, am I. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, Ryan Cowden in uh, Tennessee stands out to me. That he's the Titans vice player, uh, vice president of player personnel. Yeah. And um, he's worked there for uh, the last four years, and they've had great drafts. Um, over that time right. so all winning all winning seasons and really impressive drafts so he stands out to me I don't know um, a ton about the other available or um, intriguing options but I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Wilfs given that you know Rick Spielman was pretty much their right-hand man almost the entire time that mm-hmm. they've no- owned the team so it's going to be a major adjustment for them Um bringing someone new in and um i i think that they seem like they have a clear vision on what's important to them and what they want and what was missing in the last regime and so i i trust that they're gonna do their not not to use a rick spielman but due diligence (laughs) and um you know go the right way i just I get nervous the more, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate that you feel like you have to make these decisions so quickly mm-hmm. or you're going to lose out. Um, but I, I think that even if they do take a little bit more time, they are going to find someone um, that aligns with their vision for the culture of this team. So. I, yeah, I agree. Uh, a name I've been looking at and hearing about is kind of um, a long shot, but a very interesting long shot is Morocco Brown. He is the Colts director yeah. of college scouting, a young African-American gentleman. And mm-hmm. he has actually been in the front offices over 20 years, you know, with the Colts, with uh, the Washington football team, Cleveland, Chicago. Mm-hmm. So that has been a name because everybody's been talking about, and along with Ed Dodd, by the way, who is uh, the Colts GM yeah. currently, um, another guy, and I think he's interviewing with Chicago for sure. But um, him, Morocco Brown, because everybody that I've seen online and the quick podcast that I listen to talk about the Colts drafting the past few years has basically been A+. plus. So that would yeah. be interesting to maybe Colts bring too, that yeah. mind frame up north here if, if they want to come to Minnesota. So, um, yeah, a couple names well, there. Go ahead. I know the Wilfs have said that diversity is, is very important to them as well. Right. Um, and right now they don't have a lot of that in the front office. So I could mm-hmm. see them definitely taking a look um, at, at, you know, making that a little right. bit more balanced as well. Absolutely. I, I caught a little hell for Twitter for, you know, putting all that stuff out there. But it is true. I mean, you know, they, oh, they, they, they are. Yeah, I'll, I'll fill you in offline on that one. Uh, it was quite interesting to see if we can bring up some of these uh 
Well, you, you, Sal, you know Twitter better than most folks, man. You know it can just go down that, that rabbit hole where it's just like, what the fuck am I doing here, man? And yeah. so I just chose not to even respond to some of these people and just, you know, kick the can down the street, man. Well, okay. Especially in times like these, everybody thinks that they know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. And it's become extremely di- divisive. And I know the world has become that way, not just not just right. about the Vikings or the Gophers or whatever the case may be. It's it's a it's the world now or the country. You know everything is black Absolutely, and white. You yeah. either you either believe that you know Doug Peterson is going to get you a Super Bowl or you think he's the biggest idiot in the face of the earth <laughs> or Kirk Cousins is a top five quarterback or he's number you know thirty one right. out of thirty two. Like there's no gray area with uh twitter unfortunately no there is not okay so let's get to some fun stuff with sal so sal is also one of the uh tailgating queens of both viking (laughs) land and gopher land i see her on the gopher side but sal talk to me here about that wisconsin football game that the gophers had i know it's been you know we're we're past the bowl season and stuff but i just wanted to get your thoughts on it you know we had a great tailgate we had great weather um a lot of fun sal winning beer chugging contest over at the 10k table over there i Uh, did yeah and you forgot about that that's right well we got you playing (laughs) flip cups how about that? Dude, the old man's playing flip cup. I'm, I'm digging this. What can I say? <laughs> but what did you think about finally the Gophers getting the W and just the way that game kind of played out? Well, yeah, first of all, elite tailgate. That was uh, definitely Absolutely. the best. I hadn't been. I think that was only my second Gophers tailgate. because Oh, and by the way, some of the other games. we got to give the shout out to Nadine as well for organizing all that. Nadine, Babu. Um, the true queen of gopher tailgates, as I always call her. So again, she, she was over this past weekend as well. So, um, yes. And God bless her. That must take so much time, effort and energy to put together the work she puts in and all for charity. Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously we've got gray duck and seventh Avenue pizza and, um, them stepping up and helping out as well. But I, I think about that when I see her posts about loading her cars up and making trips. (laughs) Oh gosh. Like she is so selfless. She is. (laughs) She really is. But as far as the game goes, I'm, I'm a little rusty on my memory, but it, it was, um, really good game. It was really nerve wracking. We didn't end up going in because just the ticket prices. Oh, okay. And, I thought you were actually going to the game that day. My bad. Well, we were going to be a game time decision, and we saw the lines and how I think there was like wasn't there an yeah. issue with ticket scanning? Yes. And yes. so we couldn't get we couldn't get the app to even work um, at yep. that time. So we were just like, you know, screw it. We're going to go to Sally's and watch the game. So that's what we did. Obviously, when we saw how it played out, we, that was a huge regret, and we <laughs> wish we were there. Um, but yeah, I mean, how great, uh, what a great outcome and so happy for those kids. And, um, I really hope they carry that energy into next year for sure. So Sal on the Vikings side, because I haven't been to a Vikings game in a couple years and you know me, I'm a go for season ticket holder and do all the tailgating over there. And I mean, Sal is really a true queen of the Vikings tailgate lots. I mean, (laughs) what is it like to be at a Vikings tailgate? Um, Because people always just think it's cold. It's 30 below up here. How dare you stay outside? People to kind of forget up here that, you know, the first few games, we're in some pretty nice weather still. 
fill these mm-hmm. folks in on on a Vikings tailgate. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, this is this is just what it is. When I moved here in 2014, they played their first two seasons at TCF. So right, yeah. I didn't really have a choice. That's what we did. And I, I learned early on how how to um, dress and all of that. We, you know, you you just come prepared once you get your, the, you know, the, um, the swing of things. You bring heaters. People bring fires. You, you've got your tent down so the heat stays in. You dress a- appropriately. It is frustrating i'm not gonna lie to put all those layers on and then to have to wear them inside i, I that drives me nuts <laughs> yeah um you gotta just make friends that'll let you keep your layers in their car and freeze your butt off when you're in line um mm-hmm. you know it's a great time i love welcoming new people to our tailgate i love when people from out of town you know twitter people whatever the case may be come by because i remember very clearly what it was like not to live here and not to right. know those things not to know where to hang out or where to tailgate and so i just think the more the merrier we're all here because we love the same team um the tailgate has gotten a little it was a little off this year i feel like i don't know if that was COVID or what but not as many people came out as usual but yeah i mean you get three four nice weather games and then you get some some kind of chilly ones and then one or two that are really cold but you deal with it uh, you heard her. Deal with it, people. It's that simple. <laughs> all right. So let well, me ask look, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was say, we all sat at home last year on the couch and yes. whined and cried that we couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> right. And I just, anytime I feel like, oh, God, that sounds like a lot of work. I look back to that time and think about what I would have given to be able to go to a Vikings game and go uh, freeze outside. And uh, I get my butt up and I go. There you go. So, Sal, let me ask you this here. We got Sal for a couple more minutes. I want to thank you, first off, for joining us tonight. You are the best. But let's talk a little sports in the city here. So you, the other certified queen of Twitter, Miss Haley Darling, have this really cool podcast that I've really enjoyed here the past few weeks especially. I thought your last show was great. Love the way you guys just banner and and talk sports, but just, you know, everything else – you know, bars, restaurants, where you're hanging out, you know, these dudes dropping in your DMs. And by the way, <laughs> the best part of the Ribfest party, and I'm just going to leave it at this, was going and reading, having Nadine read Sal's DMs, one in particular. I'll leave oh, it at gosh. that, but that was classic shit right there. But How uh, good is she at reading, reading DMs, by the way, about the dramatic effect? Words. You know, I felt like I was back in grade school. Honestly, we were all just kind of huddled around Nadine, and she's reading this story. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. read us another one, Miss Babu. I mean, she was reading a picture book. The pictures weren't great, but they were there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave the illustrations alone, but they, yeah, definitely funny shit. Um, see, now I lost my train of thought here. But... Oh, the, we were talking about the sports in the city. Oh, yes. Your podcast here, you, Haley. Um, how did it start? What do you want to accomplish with it? And just tell the folks a little bit what they can expect when they listen to you guys. Yeah, so um, it's something we went back and forth wanting to do for a long time. Uh, we just never really were in the same place at the same time with it. Um, I think we both gained a lot of confidence in the last couple of years, you know, have doing other opportunities and stuff. So um, KFAN actually approached us, asked if we would like to do our podcast there with them, and they would Very cool. produce it and distribute it. And then it was like, well, 
we can't say no to this, right? So absolutely. And um, we, real quick, just for folks that don't know, K Fan is the main sports radio station here in the Twin Cities. Go ahead. Yes, yes. And so, what our concept is, um, it's called Sports and the City, which is a play on the famous TV show Sex and the City. And where we got that from is we are two single gals. So we have a lot of, you know, we have some sex stuff to talk about, some relationship stuff. Mm -hmm. But also the thing we related to the most is that New York City is almost a character in Sex and the City. Um, It's like the fifth character, I feel like, because every episode has something to do with New York. And that's kind of how we as Minneapolis residents feel about Minneapolis. We love it. It's beautiful has so much to offer. We feel like it's very underrated and especially the last year or two gets kind of a bad rap. Um, So we, we just, we, that's kind of how it is. It's lifestyle sports um, kind of rolled into one. Hey, and it is a phenomenal podcast. How did you and Haley meet, by the way? That's, I think, one thing I, I've never known. How did you two meet? Because, I mean, it, you guys are like best buds, the banner. You know, I mean, it's really like, you know, you start listening to this. I feel like I'm just in the room with you guys. <laughs> well, that's great because that's really what we wanted it to be like. We don't really like write out scripts or even necessarily know what we're going to talk about sometimes. But no. we always somehow fill the time. But we actually met on Twitter, um, too. We had started following each other. Oh, wow. And really? then, like, a week or so later, she invited me to stop by their tailgate, and I did. And the rest is history. Went to the wow. Vikings tailgate, and now it's my, now it's part mine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pretty cool how that all played out. That was, like, uh, four and a half years ago or so. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Now, before I let you go, Sal, um, I want you to tell the folks, A, where they can follow you on your social media, um, and also give out that um, the uh, the Sports and the City podcast uh, info as well, because I really want people to catch your show. I love it. You know, the sports governor definitely approves <laughs> of that show. And, um, you know, I, I'm just a big fan. What can I say? You guys do a great Ooh. job. Well, thank you. We were saying actually a while ago, we need to have Vince to come on and talk Gophers on, on our show. So we'll definitely have to have you on anytime um, because you know Gophers aren't my strong suit. That that'll be you and Haley and I'll just right. sit there and you know make some comments. Absolutely. Um, but let's see. Um, all my social media is at Southfice. That's one word. That's every social media you can think of. And then um, Sports in the City. You can find it on any podcast platform. Or you can just search KFAN in your podcast platform if that's easier to remember. And um, then my other podcast is called Believe in Vikings, and that's B-L-E-A-V-I-N. That's right, yes. Um, I hate the name. I hate it more than anything, but the Believe, <laughs> <laughs> the Believe Podcast Network puts it on, and they kind of chose the name before I was ever a part of it. But we do that with Bryant McKinney, and we've had some amazing guests, uh, most notably mm-hmm. Randy Moss, which yep. – life-changing um and <laughs> we're having um john krasinski from the athletic on nice. tomorrow so that'll be fun to get his inside scoop on the coaching search but yeah that's that's what's up with me all right well sal thank you very much for joining sports done right um i gotta look it's uh, i've almost kept you for 40 minutes Go enjoy your Tuesday evening, my friend. I can't wait. Um, Got to catch up, have some drinks before I get out of here for Phoenix. And thanks yes. for coming by the crib last weekend. It was just it was just a lot of fun to have all the our Twitter people, our Twitter family around and, and having a good time. 
It was great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for hosting. And hopefully, yeah, we'll have that drink soon. All right. You take care, Sal. Have a good one. Yep. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Sal Spice joining us here on the Sports Done Right Show. Absolutely, Sal. She knows it all. She knows her Vikings. She knows her football. And I am just glad that she had time to hang out with the Sports Gov tonight. So let's do this. We are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Um, we're going to just get into a couple very quick things, tie up some loose ends here on the show and uh, drop it from there. But again, thank you, Sal. And Sports Done Right will be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright, host of the Sports Done Right podcast. And let me tell you something. When it comes to frozen pizza, there is only one pizza that stands out above the rest, and that is 7th Avenue Pizza, proud sponsor of the Sports Done Right podcast. Make sure you go get you some at Speedway, Holiday Stations, Lunds and Byerly's, Hy-Vee, amongst other places as well. We thank them for supporting the show. 7th Avenue Pizza. I am Vince Wright, and I approve this message. It was a teenage wedding, and the old folks wished them well. You could see that Pierre did truly love the mademoiselle. And now the young monsieur and madame have rung the chapel bell. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks, it goes to show you never can tell. Finished off an apartment with a two-room robot sale. The coolerator was crammed with TV dinners and ginger ale. But when Pierre found work, the little money coming worked out well. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. It goes to show you never can tell. You never can tell They bought a souped up chitney Was a cherry red 53 Drove it down to Orleans To celebrate the anniversary It was there where Pierre Was waiting to the lovely mademoiselle C'est la vie, c'est the old folks Both the show you never can tell
are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now let's get back to the show. All right, we are back. Sports done right with the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota, Vince Wright. All right, once again, South Spice, big thank you for joining us tonight as well. Going to end the show on a little topic here, uh, Twitter and some folks coming after the sports gov, uh, because he simply wanted to have some minority candidates looked at for the head coaching job and the GM job here in Minnesota as well. I'm not going to get too deep into this because it's real simple. People that don't like to hear this, hear what they want to hear. And I'm not getting into politics. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, whatever the hell you want to be, uh, libertarian, Green Party, whatever. But when you have a league that is roughly 70% or more black, and that's not seen in your coaching staff or in your front offices, there's an issue. And that doesn't mean you give a job to somebody because they are quote unquote black or Native American or whatever, fill in, you, you know, whatever term you want to drop in there. I'm a black dude, so that's kind of how I think. So to simply mention that and bring it up, it is just amazing how some people get really bent out of shape and then they start assigning things to you. Well, you're a robot of the liberal establishment. You're a sheep. You're a this, you're a that. And that's the one thing that we just, I don't really get into it on Twitter too much. You know, I'll either block the folks. I don't really respond to them once we start going down that rabbit hole. Like I was telling Sal earlier, you know, it's just not worth it. But there is a problem, people. And... You know, we'll definitely have shows and we'll touch on that in a lot of uh, depth in the future. But there's a problem and then you can't escape it. And simply because I or other uh, black uh, local journalists or whoever say, hey, can we get um, some black coaches in here to be interviewed? And I put out a, a tweet saying, you know, black coaches don't get. Uh, the chances that their white counterparts don't. And they don't. I mean, a few get second chances. And those folks were pointed out to me on Twitter. But very few compared to their counterparts. Dennis Green, Tony Dungy, um, a few others have gotten second looks. But, you know, when Jim Caldwell doesn't have a job, doesn't get seem to really get brought in people like that who have had winning records. You know, people are debating right now in Miami, uh, you know, the coach down there. Yeah, the season started bad for him, but he didn't have a starting quarterback. Wins, what, eight, nine of their last games. 
you know, Dolphins won 10 games last year. He's out of a job. So, you know, if you can't handle that conversation, the sports gov ain't for you. Because, listen, I don't care if you agree or disagree. If you disagree with me, just have be able to present your, your argument in, in a sane way. Instead of just coming at people like, look, man, you're a liberal. You're this. You're that. You're a blah, blah, blah. You don't know what you're talking about. You're being told. One dude actually said you're being told what to say. Dude, I, I, I'm doing a podcast. Who's telling me what to say but me? Come on. Just got to listen to this bullshit all the time. And that's, again, where Twitter can just be really, really, really fucked up. Excuse the language, but that's how I feel. So, nothing changes with me. I want the Vikings to hire the best coach available. Um, I want qualified black coaches and GM candidates to start getting looks and to get hired and to get their shots. And for good coaches, good black coaches to get, you know, second and third opportunities like their counterparts do. More of them, by the way. So that's where I'm going to end it. Otherwise, I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really about to go off. But anyway, it, I, I want to save that topic because I want to have some guests on the show from all sides to to discuss and to really start digging into this as well. So, all right, Vikings have to find the coach. They're supposedly looking for the GM first. We'll see. If that happens, I agree with Sal that I would prefer they have a GM in place. Otherwise, you're kind of setting yourself up for trouble. If you bring in the coach G, and then the GM, and then all of a sudden these two ain't hitting it, well, you're going to be in the same spot in a, in a few years. So do it right, Vikings. Good luck. Um, disappointing season. We'll touch on player stuff as we move through the weeks here and, and start seeing what happens with free agency. Obviously, a lot of questions on Kirk Cousins. Will he be here next year? Um, all that stuff. How do you, and if you, you know, just dealing with his contract and, and, and everything that plays out, we will see. Um, and yeah, you know, just kind of the, the culture aspect. We'll see what, what happens around Vikings headquarters and, and see if that gets a little bit better as well. Because, like, we were talking about earlier, you know, now you got players coming out saying, hey, this wasn't the coolest place to be. You know, coaches weren't weren't nice people. And again, we're, we're in a different era where, you know, feelings and things like that got to take into consideration a little bit more. And I think that's one of the reasons, too, you're starting to see in the NFL ranks this trend towards younger coaches as well. You, you, you know, you, you see it. Um, a lot, well, there's a lot more college football teams, but you see it in college now starting to happen, starting to come over to the NFL side as well. So, um, stay tuned. Lots of stuff going to be happening here in the next few weeks. Uh, real quick, Timberwolves, you know, playing all right basketball, right around 500. Wild bounce back with a couple wins after their disastrous showing at the Winter Classic. So the Wild fans are feeling good again. Um, Blackhawks fans, we got some issues we're going to have to talk about. Um, We may have to break up the uh, pair. 
And, you know, Kane, Taze, maybe even both of them, God bless them, gave us three Stanley Cups in, what, seven years, I think it was. But, you know, the Blackhawks, they got all kinds of issues. Front office, they're going to have to figure it out and figure out how they're going to start retooling this thing down in Chi-Town as well. Uh, got on the monitor here, big college basketball game going on right now. Five and a half minutes left. Baylor up 52-51 over Texas Tech. Baylor back to number one in the country. Texas Tech, who, by the way, remember, they played here in Minneapolis 2019. Championship game. They are ranked 19th, 11-3 and for the Red Raiders. Undefeated so far for Baylor. They are 15-0. and and they are 3-0 and in the uh, Big 12 Conference down there. So good basketball game, good college games on tonight. Um, as we move forward here, a couple things. Uh, I'm going to try and keep the show to a Tuesday night, but bear with me. Real life sometimes gets in the way, so we may do shows on some different days. And still working hard to bring you very cool guests. You know, we had... Sal Spice, obviously, we had Alex Micheletti talking hockey a few weeks back, Justin Ekstrom. So we're going we're gonna to start getting that uh, guest registry going here again on the Sports Done Right podcast. All right, folks, be cool. Be safe in them streets out there. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. The show is brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza. Make sure you get you some Hy-Vee, um, you know, Lunds and Byerly's, Speedway, Holiday, just Google, man. Hy-Vee, the best frozen pizza in Minnesota. Make sure you get you some right away. And tell them the Sports Cubs sent you as well. Just say, hey, man, Vince Wright told me you got this 7th Avenue pizza I'm supposed to be checking out. Check it out. Do that. All right, folks, take care. Have a good night. We'll be back next week. This has been the Sports Done Right Podcast. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota. Follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth one That's the number one after the Big Smooth. You can follow Sports Done Right, my last name, W-R-I-G-H-T, Sports Done Right on Facebook and Instagram. And just Google the show. We are on all major streaming platforms, Google Podcasts, um, iTunes, uh, Apple. I mean, just everywhere, Spotify. We originate, as I like to say, from the Spreaker Studios here in the Situation Room, where I am at here at the uh, Gov's Palatial Abode. And again, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Sports Done Right.